Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, somebody that is a proud uh, American and a uh, proud observant Jew is an, a friend of mine, attorney, author, political commentator, and film critic, Debbie Schlussel. Debbie, it is great to talk with you again. I've missed you. Thank you. I miss you, too. Great to be back. Thanks. What are you doing for uh, Independence Day? Anything? Um, I'm going to go to neighbor neighborhood fireworks show and, you know, just reflect on how lucky I, you know, I am super lucky because my grandparents were Holocaust survivors and they were lucky to survive. They were lucky to come to America. I'm so lucky when I think of all the different stories of how on both sides of my family, they came to America. I think about how lucky I am and I'm going to reflect on that. That's wonderful. Yeah, hey, so lucky to be here, that, you know, in America. I, I think, well, first of all, we all are. Everybody that's here, however we got here, we're all lucky, and uh, it's great that you are, are so appreciative of that. Um, do you keep kosher? I do. So my sister-in-law, is. Um, she keeps kosher. She's uh, an observant Jew. Do you have any suggestions for really, really good-tasting kosher barbecue items? And um, can those be prepared on a grill if they're in a separate area from the non-kosher food? Like, can you throw tinfoil on there and then have the kosher meats in the separate section of the grill? You know, when I went to summer camp as a kid, they would put my kosher food in the aluminum foil. And as long as it was wrapped in aluminum foil and didn't touch anything, including Mm -hmm. the grill, or the other meats, it was all good. Okay, and so, so any specific recommendations? Are you a Hebrew national gal, or do you, do you like other stuff? What do you like? You know, people who keep kosher, I, I hate to say this, but we really don't trust the kashrut or the kosherness of Hebrew national. So um, I think the hot, the hot dogs that I use, I, you know, I rarely have hot dogs. And I go to my friend's house, and they grill um and I think they have, um, I don't know, what, what is the name of the well, brand? I can't, well, what do you, what, 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 well, what do you like? If you go to a barbecue on Monday, because I am entertaining my sister-in-law on Sunday, and I want to go with the Debbie Schlussel recommendation of a kosher barbecue item that, she'll, that will resonate with her, uh, what, what do you enjoy? What's, what's, uh, if you had your druthers, you could have anything. What would it pay? I would say either a kosher um, ribs. Or um, not from a pig, of course. Or I would say um, hot dogs or a burger. A steak is good. But I think for the 4th of July, for Independence Day, I like a hot dog or a burger. That's what my friends usually make for us. All right. Well, hey, I want to talk movies with you in just a moment. But I want to get your take uh, because you are uh, an accomplished attorney on this uh, decision we learned about yesterday from the Supreme Court of uh, them stripping the federal government of, of, of this, what they call a crucial tool to control pollution. Uh, President Biden has vowed to press forward with his climate agenda after this decision, and he says that it risks damaging our nation's ability to keep our air clean. 
putting aside the the policy implications, what's your view on the legality here? It was a six to three decision with the court's three liberal justices dissenting. What was your take on this, Debbie? Well, you know, listen, I think that this whole climate change stuff has is has gone crazy. And I think, listen, these justices are political. Um, they're not just people who think about the law. They are political. And we can see that in the way they vote on the uh, with the divide. And, you know, I obviously side with the conservative justices. And I side with them for one main reason, and that is big government. We need, we need to get back to limited constitutional government and what the founding fathers thought at the time. And I was just listening today to a quote from Amy Coney Barrett of what she said during her confirmation. And she was talking about how she is an originalist and she's singing back to what the founding fathers thought at the time and how judges should not be legislating. And that includes on issues of so-called climate change. Um, this is big government at work when they're trying to do these things. And um, it's bad for business. We already have seen what these measures that Joe Biden has taken on everything having to do with so-called climate change, what it does with the price of gas. Um, I don't know what the price of gas in New York is, but I can tell you here it's in some places $5. In some places it's almost $6. You know, at some point, you have to talk about saving the country, saving the economy, not, quote, unquote, saving the planet, when it's not going to make a difference. They found that most of these so-called climate change measures, even if we were to do everything, even if the whole world were to do it, which they aren't, because basically we're subsidizing China's pollution Mm. when we sacrifice doing these kinds of things. Even if the whole world would do it, the degree temperature degree we think we don't even know might stay down if we're lucky a fraction of a degree or at most a full degree, and we, and that is speculation. So I I think they did the right thing here. I don't think, by the way, they did the right thing on the um, remain in Mexico policy though, and that one I'm very angry about. Um, The conservatives did not vote, uh, all of them, with the conservative majority, and they remained the minority on that one. Yeah, well, I I think that's one of those areas, and I haven't read the uh, opinion, and I don't pretend to have your legal expertise, but I think that might be one of those areas where being a conservative legally may not lead to the same result as being a conservative politically, because if if you're a conservative legally and you recognize the, the judicial restraint and that elected officials should be making policy. Maybe you recognize that is uh, something that the that the president and those agencies should be doing. But uh, I hear, look, I'm not pleased with it either. The policy implications, even if the legal reasoning is sound. Debbie, I want to talk movies with you because it's going to be raining a good portion of the day tomorrow, and a lot of folks may be looking for something good to see. Uh, first, I'm sure by now you have seen the new Top Gun movie. What was your take on that? You know, I don't hear the take of most people on this. I did not care for it. I thought it was basically rehashed the exact same story as the original. Um, I think the original, by the way, while I liked it as a kid, if you rewatch it now, it's it's kind of overrated. 
they refused in the original to name who the enemy was that we were fighting with these, uh, you know, fighter pilots. And then they refused to name it now. In this movie, there is this whitewashed enemy that has nuclear weapons hidden, like, underneath the ground between mountains that we're supposed to destroy, which is clearly in real life Iran. And they would not say who the country is in the movie. And they did this specifically because they did not want to offend any country. And they also changed things in the movie so that they would not offend China, which was a big financier of Mm. this movie. So I was not such a big fan of it. It was okay. It was not a great movie. Did you see it in theaters or did you see it on a screen, like a a TV screen or something? I saw it in the theater. I mean, one other thing, Tom Cruise is going to be 60 years old, I think, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, how many 60-year-old fighter pilots are there in uh, <laughs> our military? They're just aren't. It's just baloney. That's true. I can't argue with that. But were you impressed, at least? One of the things that I heard is that this is a film that's really meant to be seen in theaters because of the the grandeur of the airplanes and the fight sequences and the jets. Did you find that? Were you impressed with that, the production value? Oh, definitely. Listen, this movie, they spent a lot of money on this movie. And definitely, I I was impressed with that. And definitely, that is something you want to see on the big screen. And there there are a few movies that I saw recently that I think, the good ones anyway, you would want to see it on the big screen. It's better to go to the theater for a lot of things. All right. Now, uh, the other film that everybody's talking about, a lot of people maybe venturing back uh, to the theaters for the first time. A lot of people still a little gun-shy over COVID or whatever else, but uh, now that a lot of theaters, at least in our area, are relaxing vaccine restrictions, a lot of people might be going back to theaters for the first time. A film that's gotten a lot of buzz is this Baz Luhrmann film, Elvis. Uh, Before we get your take on the film, are you an Elvis fan, Debbie? I am an Elvis fan. I always have been. And by the way, you were mentioning that I'm Jewish, and we know that there's a large Jewish population where your show airs in New York City, and I know in the beyond where everybody can hear you. Um, and Elvis, as you may or may not know, he um, was Jewish all the way through to his great-great-great-great-grandmother, um, and he identified as such quietly. Um, and when his mother died, he had a gravestone for her that had a cross in one corner and a Jewish star in the other corner. And finally, uh, a year or two ago, Graceland started embracing this, and they put the gravestone back out. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's great. I knew the Jewish history. I didn't know uh, that what Graceland was doing there. All right, so how is the film? So I do not care for this movie. I was really underwhelmed. First of all, it's way too long. Secondly, it's very cartoonish. Third, they tried to wokeify the Elvis story. Um, and beyond that, it really should be called the Colonel Tom Parker story with Elvis um, sort of as a sideshow. And Colonel Tom Parker is played by Tom Hanks with very obvious cartoonish um, uh, prosthetics on his face and his neck. And it's just, it's not serious to me. Um, and it, it, it go, it's very jer- herky-jerky, goes backward and forward. 
and they constantly, constantly remind you of their point that Elvis stole his acts and his songs from uh, black Americans. And this is something I've heard since I was a kid. Um, and they show this woman named um, Big Mama, who in uh, real life sang, uh, I think she's saying Jailhouse Rock. I, I know she's saying um, uh, That's All Right, Mama. And um, she sang some other songs that she sang. Well, you know what? Um, she did not write those songs. And some of the other songs that he sang that other blacks wrote, or saying they did not write those songs. And you know what? Whitney Houston did not write I Will Always Love You. Can I say that she culturally appropriated from a white singer? Right, from Dolly, Dolly Parton, Parton, right? Yeah. You know, and I could give a lot of examples where black singers covered songs first written or first sung by white people. I don't think it means they stole anything. They just did something on their, with their own style. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't care for that. I also thought the guy who played Elvis just doesn't look like Elvis. He looks more like, in, at least in the second half of the movie, if Ray Liotta or Wayne Newton got plastic surgery to look like Elvis. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Okay. Well, so that's, uh, that's maybe a, a skip this weekend. All right. By the way, my favorite Elvis movie I recommend to watch online is Elvis and Nixon. That is a great movie. Oh, I like that one a lot, too. Um, that's the one with Kevin Spacey as Nixon, yes. right? That's a great right. film. And there's another similar film that depicts the same events, which uh, is not as good, but that is a good one. I like that one a lot, too. Hey, um, there's a horror movie out or at least a thriller the black phone what's this about i love this movie this is actually the better movie of those two that came out last week um and this is a movie that takes place in 1978 it's got a great 70s soundtrack the 70s clothes everything um ethan hawk plays this guy who is super creepy who is kidnapping young boys in the area where it takes place and this one boy gets kidnapped, and he has to try and figure out how to save his life and get away. And his sister is kind of uh, psychic, and she's trying to find him. And it's just a great story. It's very well written from beginning to end. I wasn't bored for a second. Um, just very tightly written. The one thing I didn't like is the guy that plays the father in the movie, he looks like Charles Manson. <laughs> and... Um, I don't know if that's on purpose or whatever, because she's never thought to be the kidnapper or anything like that. Um, and I looked him up, and in real life, he has played Charles Manson. So uh, that was the only distraction, but it's a great movie. Ethan Hawke's very good. The kids in this movie are spectacular. I recommend it. All right. Uh, Black Phone getting uh, two uh, Debbie, Debbie Schlesel thumbs up. Hey, uh, what about this film, Brian and Charles? Uh, what is that about? It's a, it's a comedy. A lot of people are in the mood to laugh, seeing the seriousness of what's happening in the world. Is it funny? Very funny. I very much enjoyed this movie. You would never know that this is such a great movie just by looking at it. It takes place in Wales in, in Great Britain, but it's such a delight. This is why people go to the movies for light escapist stuff like this. It's about a guy who invents all kinds of things out of garbage and they're these useless inventions. But one day he invents this robot and he turns it on and it comes to life. And the robot calls itself Charles Petrescu. And it's just a really cute movie about how the robot 
gives this guy the strength to fight back against bullies, to find love, and it's just such a funny, awesome, cute movie. Great. So, all right. So, we got a good review for Brian and Charles. We got a good review if you like horror for The Black Phone, and uh, a mediocre review for Elvis and Top Gun. Right. All right. Hey, uh, Debbie. By the way, you know, um, somebody brought up earlier the uh, the idea of um, your old compatriot Howard Stern possibly running mm-hmm. for president. If he runs, are you optimistic about getting a cabinet appointment? <laughs> I'm not optimistic that he's going to get uh, as many votes as the Green Party would have gotten. Yeah, I'm not um, so sure he's running, but uh, who yeah, knows? Yeah, I don't think so either. Listen, Howard will do or say anything for publicity. Um, I, you know what? When Howard Stern first ran for something, wasn't he running like for mayor of New governor York at of one New York. point? Yeah, governor. governor of New York. He was a guy that was an individualist. He was a libertarian. He believed that he shouldn't be the only one to be able to, to have a concealed uh, permit which uh, to carry a gun, which, thank God, the Supreme Court struck down the process in New York State. Um, he was a guy that cared about the little guy, and now he has become everything that he used to make fun of. He's become Don Imus, essentially. Um, he used to mock celebrities. Now he sucks up to them to hang out with them. Um, he used to mock people with these fake liberal causes. Now he has a million of those. And he's just become everything he was against. And not for the better, for the worse. Debbie, so I'm really I, disappointed. All right, we've got to end it there. Um, we'll put you on the in the undecided column for the stern <laughs> presidential candidacy. Let's talk again soon. Have a happy Independence Day. Thank you. Happy Independence Day. All right, 15 seconds of fame, 800-848-9222. Say whatever you like for 15 seconds, 1-800-848-9222. Straight ahead.